Bill Shevlin, you are the co-CEO of Three Bros Grow. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, Jay. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, it's always good talking to you. Um, well, I, so so I, it's, we're going to seem congenial, if that's the right word, because we uh, our history goes back before I was doing this. Um, I think we were all involved in cannabis in some way, but, but uh, <laughs> our, our, we have an intersection on the California days through a uh, through a beloved graphic designer that we both used, uh, Patrick Stull. So nice to see you in this context. And uh, that's why we seem friendly. Yeah, I think, you know, in cannabis, it's like most of us have a, a relationship in one way or another, you know, and then it's like, how, how deeply are you involved in the industry? <laughs> and, and you're deeply involved. And that's why, obviously, why I want to connect. Uh, obviously, you're wearing the, the Three Bros hat. Can you give us just a a taste of the three bros story and then sure. we'll go from like why we are so envious of what you guys are doing yeah so you know the company was started out by uh tyler smith russell smith and mark taylor uh tyler and russell are blood brothers and mark is a longtime family friend uh mark was a little bit older um they actually met him they were they were boogie board groms you know here in santa cruz and mark was a little bit older he was already kind of a semi-pro surfer and uh, took him under took him under his wing, and eventually, you know, they all became pro surfers. And uh, like Tyler says, you know, it's like they got they got to travel the world and do a lot of really cool things being a pro surfer. But when you're a pro surfer, you you got extra time, so then you play golf. Well, then you got extra time, so then you grow weed. And you know, so the guys have always been involved, and you know, or had a relationship with cannabis. Um, you know, going back years and. Uh, uh, you know, Tyler uh, was a big wave surfer along with Russ and um, Mark was a pro for a really long time. And, you know, they got to travel and surf the world. And, you know, cannabis is always a big part of that, you know, being in, in the surf industry, um, you know. And so the guys were kind of always familiar. And back in the 215 days, uh, they were doing kind of each doing some of their individual stuff. And, uh, you know, went, went through the collective model and sold into the, the, the 215 days. And when Prop 64 came around, um, they kind of went all in on a growth facility down in Monterey County, which is near where we live. Uh, Monterey happened to be one of the early adopters as far as Prop 64 was concerned from a, from a code perspective. And uh, Monterey, I don't know if you know, but it's known as the salad bowl of the US and they do about $10 billion a year worth of ag product. And so Monterey had a, you know, the, the insight to understand that cannabis was an ag product and started putting in legislation relatively early. Um, you know, so they, they scraped their money together, uh, rented out, uh, took a long-term lease and, and kind of threw it all in on this, this large facility, you know, big empty shell. They went down, built a grow room, harvested it, took the profit, built another grow room, built another grow room. And over the last, you know, few years have built that facility out on um, that, that facility has been online, I think almost four years now. Um, and from, you know, day one, because the guys grew up in the surf industry, they understood the power of a brand. And, you know, in addition to surfing and playing golf, they also worked in the surf industry and worked with, you know, Volcom and Vans and O'Neill's and, you know, a lot of the big uh, surf, surf brands. And so they understood that power. And from day one, uh, you know, even back in the 215 days, uh, Tyler used to put a three bros uh, grow sticker on their, on their uh, packs. 
and the you know the name kind of originated they went through a whole bunch of different names and they couldn't come up with one that wasn't taken by somebody else and and they kind of looked around it's like well you know we're three bros that grow let's try that and it was available you know so they got the domain they got the uh you know got the the instagram got all the social media channels and uh started started building the brand brand and you know they have sold into dispensaries almost day one really don't sell bulk everything that we grow and cultivate is is uh in goes into a, a branded product um and the guys have been you know because they've been growing for a long time are really good at at top short top shelf indoor uh cannabis products and um <clears throat> you know so they they were kind of going along that route and there was a, a, a local uh, building, kind of a family friend of Tyler's who had a tile shop on, on the west side of Santa Cruz, a few blocks where, where everybody grew up from. And Tyler would tell the guy, hey, someday we're gonna open a dispensary here. And uh, back in uh, 2018, the city of Santa Cruz put in their green zone and it was, this guy's property was one of three locations in this side of town. Uh, so put in an application and got approved for a dispensary, you know, did the same thing. Everybody uh, put all their money in, got some friends and family to come and invest and uh, built that out. And that facility is about a 9,000 square foot facility. And we operated under a micro business license. Um, and, you know, that, that allows us to do a bunch of different things. And within a micro business, you can do multiple entities, but at that facility, we've got a dispensary. We have a small cultivation there. It's about 500 square feet called the showroom grow room. We also have a, a solventless lab, a CO2 lab. We do packaging and, and uh, manufacturing there as well. Um, so, you know, we're, we kind of have everything under one right there. Uh, we're, we're actually in the process of building about another 1200 square feet of uh, canopy in that facility in the next 30 to 60 days. That's um, like the, you know, to kind of build that out further. I just love, well, the showroom grow room is great, but also just the idea that you could, people could be in there, they can buy the product, they could see the product, they could see the tour, meet the, meet the team like that just, you know, we are, I don't know if we are super far away from that, but it seems like it's a marathon uh, to get to where that is uh, yeah. here on, on the Canadian landscape, but, but it just fits, obviously fits with the brand, fits with what's happening in California. And if anywhere it fits perfectly, it's in Santa Cruz. Well, and it's, you know, the, the, the having the grow room inside of the dispensary is really interesting. And I, I mean, I walk in there all the time and even to this day, at least once or twice a week, I'll stand there and look at the plants and go, I can't, I can't believe that we've got cannabis plants growing, you know, in public view, you know, that's not the thing, you know, it used to be in the closet or in the garage or right. somewhere, you know, down in the ravine or out in the back somewhere. Um, so, you know, it's still kind of interesting. And, and it's fun seeing the customers come in and look at the plant and, you know, when's that, what strain is that? When's it going to be harvested? When's it going to be on the shelf? And, you know, they kind of get more of a relationship with the plant as it's growing so they can kind of get used to it and understand it a little bit more because a lot of people have not, you know, seen it grow or, or been around it uh, during cultivation. Um, you know, so we've had that, we've had that facility online since uh, March of 2019. Um, we're actually in the process of uh, bringing online another dispensary here in the county of Santa Cruz. Uh, we're going through the licensing process on 
one in Fairfield, uh, another location in Fairfield for large uh, manufacturing. Um, we're in the process of negotiating a couple up in San Francisco and some additional cultivation in Fresno. Um, and we're even looking at some other states, uh, some opportunities in, in some other states, uh, working with a real estate group that has a bunch of locations that they want uh, some solid operators to come in. Um, you know, and it's been, it's a, it's a really interesting industry. Um, you know, it's the, the lazy stoner thing, just it, it doesn't play in cannabis, you know, it's the, you've got, you've got all the rigors of a regular business, plus all the compliance that's required on top of it. Um, you know, it, it takes a team to do anything in this, in this space. And, you know, you got to have a really good team to be able to get anywhere and, and get scaled. Well, I actually want to talk about that because obviously um, you talked about the, 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 the three bros of the three bros uh, grow. I want to talk about you because what you just said uh, sounded easy to say, right? Uh, <laughs> Fairfield, a Fairfield dispensary, Fairfield grow, uh, Fresno, uh, San Francisco, those places are not super close together. Certainly not the Fresno component of it or the Fairfield in traffic from where you are, um, but also other states. Now, now you're talking about uh, a multi-location different jurisdictions, obviously, everybody's got their own rules, and thinking about outside of California adds another layer of complexity to it. Talk a little bit about your background and how you came to it, because that type of scale and doing it in that order, like talk a little bit about how you approach that, because that is obviously more complex than, than a one-off facility or two facilities, one in Monterey, one in Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I guess I actually failed to mention, we also, we also brought a nursery online this year as well. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so I, you know, we, we kind of, I'll step back and then I'll tell you kind of where I came from. The reason that we brought the nursery online is that was kind of the missing piece of us being completely vertically integrated, uh, was one, but the other reason really was we couldn't get healthy plant supply. Um, the guys have been known for a lot of their own genetics over the years, and we had our genetics with a couple of different nurseries and, we were getting plants back that were not healthy from those nurseries. They'd have pests or uh, there's a big issue right now in the industry called hop latent. That's a viroid that gets plant passed from pest from plant to plant. Um, it, it, uh, it's a tissue disease that where you make a cut or you touch a plant in a certain way, you can transmit it to that next plant. Well, typically when you're cutting mom plants and creating a clone, uh, somebody will go in there and cut as many clippings as possible, go to the next one and cut as many clippings as possible, and then do that over and over, and then you stick your clones. Well, you just spread it among your whole, your whole, uh, you know, all your moms if you're not doing that properly. So we had to take everything in, run it through tissue culture. Um, we go through a pretty rigorous test program, make sure those plants are healthy. And, uh, you know, that's been one of the parts of uh, success for us this year is, is getting that really healthy plant supply so that when we bring our genetics in, you know, we can throw them in the cultivation room, get them into flower as quickly possible and, and get those really good yields. Um, you know, and so, you know, I, uh, I ended up meeting, uh, the guys, um, uh, I think maybe a year and four or five months ago, uh, I got to know Tyler first and, uh, I, I come from the, uh, large scale construction, energy and technology space and uh, was was doing some energy projects and met Tyler and we're 
you know, talking to some cannabis companies, cannabis uses a lot of energy. Um, and we're talking to them about, you know, how do you get more efficient? How do you use energy more appropriately? And how do you make it renewable? And having those conversations and, you know, over the course of some of those conversations, uh, they were having some issues with their CPA and, and some other outside business services. And he's like, hey, man, I'm really a CE bro. You're kind of more of a CEO. Would you come and join us? And, you know, that's kind of that's kind of where we started. Um, you know, so I've, I've been working with the guy since, uh, gosh, a little over a year now, I think, um, you know, and it's it's been great. Um, you know, I, I mean, I really like the industry, but, you know, the team is, you know, really what it's about on our side and, you know, having, we have a really strong uh, VP of operations that came from another, another uh, cannabis company where she helped stand up multiple dispensaries. So she's kind of in charge of our operations and uh, she's in charge of our dispensary program so that we can, you know, kind of copy everything over and over. And, you know, you have to be able to have processes and be able to make sure, make sure things are duplicatable, but also be able to measure your metrics all over the place. You know, there's, that's one of the challenges in this industry. There's so much data and so much information, you know, what pieces do you need? How do you acquire those pieces and put them into a format that is understandable so you can, you know, what are my yields? What, you know, what are my what are my grams per foot? How, how many grams per watt am I doing? How, how much is it actually costing me to package that product? What, what are my actually percentage of my packaging and my taxes and my distribution fees and everything else? And, you know, there's a, there's a perception that cannabis has tons and tons of margin and it has good margin, but the tax liabilities and all the other issues makes it a very tight margin business. And that's, I think, one of the challenges of the business right now for most people is that this, this you know, plant has not been scaled as a commercial crop. And you know, a lot of people will come in and think that they're gonna do the same thing that they've always done. And that's, you know, that's just not the case. You know, you have to be able to do everything really efficiently and try to drive the cost of operations down while improving the quality of the product and making sure that you're delivering, you know, a consistent product and experience, you know, out to the customer. Um, it, it's really important if we have a strain that, that we're growing and we're cultivating and we're bringing to the customer, it better be a good quality product and it better be a really good quality product every single time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's, that's one of the challenges that we see a lot in, in this industry right now. So, so let me ask you a question because uh, uh, we talked about sort of the, the origins, we talked about the, the next wave of scale, uh, but, but I, I guess within that sort of the, the CEO version of it and the COO uh, operations of it, and, and how do you take that model that you guys are honing in Santa Cruz and in California and not plop it down another place, but how do you actually recreate that at another place across state lines? Like, how does that work from sort of your mindset and actually, I don't know if it's standard operating procedures that you're putting in place. Like, how do you think about taking that brand to other places? You know, a lot, a lot of it is the standard operating procedures and then, you know, having the right people and making sure that those people get trained properly, you know, and in the you know, in the retail environment, that's really Alita, um, you know, where she's got really good SOPs. Um, she, she works really well with her team. She trains, you know, the leads and the managers. We try to train from internally so that we can promote internally. And I, I've done that in other industries where, you know, I've gone from, 
10 or 15 employees up to three or 400 in three or four years. And you can't do that by hiring from the outside. You got to be able to get the right talented people in, in place, get the right people on the bus, and then be able to duplicate them and fill the holes that, you know, that you end up with, you know, over time. Um, you know, going from city to city or, you know, state to state in this industry is difficult because if we, if we were in any other industry, we could grow it, make it, pack it here and ship it anywhere. But, you know, we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You got to do it here in California and then you got to go and, you know, put the same process in, in, into, you know, other states, um, you know, and we're talking to, um, you know, we're, we're, we're known for cultivation and a top shelf flower brand, um, but you know we're kind of getting into manufactured products where we're working with a company that is a they're already a large scale food ingredient company. Um, they do you know they do uh, protein powders and nutraceuticals and soup mixes and uh, drinks and all kinds of different products that they're already manufacturing. And we're doing a partnership with them at a facility where they're providing what they already do. We're figuring out the, the infusions and the proper ways to do it. And then use utilizing their technology to essentially automate that. Um, you know, and the goal with that is obviously to create a consistent high quality product to the customer but then be able to take that model into another state and, and just copy it over so that if our customer is here in California and they're getting this one particular product, then they're going to go into Oklahoma or Massachusetts or wherever and get the same exact experience. And that's, that's really a, you know, a big challenge in this industry right now is having the same experience from state to state or you know, eventually it's going to be country to country or you know, what, what have you. Well, amen to that. I mean, we already get all of our lettuce from Monterey. So if we could get our, our can of the other lettuce, the devil's lettuce uh, from Santa Cruz and Monterey in Toronto, that would be, that would really be the, that's the dream really. Short of that, uh, we'll take a visit as soon as we can travel uh, out to Santa Cruz and see you uh, go to the showroom, grow room, uh, meet both the uh, CE bro and the CEO yeah. and, and spend some time with the CEO as well. Uh, Bill Shevlin, I really appreciate the time. It's always good to connect with you both as we're doing this, but also uh, in other formats too. Um, great to see the three bros grow, uh, brand uh, growing, um, but also the success story and hearing sort of the, the scale story as well. So thanks for making time. We look forward to connecting with you down the road. Thank you. I appreciate it, Jay. Have a great one. You too.